This is Frank from the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. Episode 33 is going to be brought to you in an edited form. After we uploaded the initial episode, we were notified that the Ramones Rock and Roll High School was uh, not played with permission and there were copyright issues, so we had to scrap that. And instead of deleting the whole episode, we wanted to present the bands that we have for you. There's some terrific music ahead. Uh, What's in Jim's fridge and what floats my boat. And we'll still be talking about Rock and Roll High School. We just won't be playing the music. Damn the man. This is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. And I'm Jerry. And this is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. This is episode 33. Woo-wee. How you doing yep. tonight, Jerry? Wonderful, Frank. How are you? I'm good. Jim? Doing very well. Thanks. All awesome. Right. Um, right off the top, I want to talk to you guys about this story that I read in the news. I guess it was on February 6th about the uh, possibility of worldwide vinyl supply being in danger because a manufacturing plant in banning of all uh, places of all places um one of only two plants in the world apparently that uh, puts out major lacquer masters uh burnt to the ground destroyed the uh, owners are right now and they're not committing to rebuilding the other plant which is in uh Japan is another company. They can't keep up with the demand. Sounds like some digital hoodlums lit a fire. I tell you, you think there's any correlation to the uprise in the popularity of vinyl and uh, a way to jack the prices up even more? Uh, Let me think about that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Vinyl is already outrageously priced. Finals. Yeah, but it's, it, you know, it, it depends. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's vinyls back. It, it is, but I don't have a turntable yet, folks, out in conspiracy land. But I got a lot of vinyl. Does so the that, that'll happen? Does the price really go in with inflation with the sign of the times from three ninety nine for an album to twenty one ninety nine? Guys, all you got to do is check what a gallon of gas was back then and what it is now. Yeah. How much was a pack of cigarettes back in 1975? How Couldn't much is it you. now? Couldn't tell you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How much was a six-pack of beer well, in I'm 1975? All, I'm and all how much about is inflation. I understand yeah. that. But, man, 20 bucks for an album, and now the possibility that it could rise even more. Yeah, but that vinyl's 180 gram now, just thick, and no more throwing for Frisbees and no more breaking them. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's heavy duty now, guys. Yeah. I, that's what I think. But let's see let's see what it ends up being, you know. Right. Is it going to double in price? Is it going to triple? Is that even going to come into the uh conversation while well, there's only one plant left in Japan? May not happen. Uh, uh, there's got to be a plant underground plant somewhere. Well, other companies well, like, are talking about picking up the slack and starting. So we'll see if it to. actually happens. That might be a springboard for some unknown 
yeah. you know, place to get in the biz. Yeah. Somebody, somebody will <laughs> jump in and scoop up that share of the market. Well, that's that's a huge share. Two places Absolutely. on the planet. Yeah. Ooh, Jaime, that's huge. Yeah. I will. Uh, let me just say this about prices. So uh, you guys know I, I managed a record store early '90s, um, late '80s and early '90s. Uh, when I left the store, the retail price for a brand new CD list price was eighteen ninety nine. Right. So to go pay nineteen ninety nine for an album, what are we twenty years later? Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know, man. Right. I, it, it hasn't increased radically. But like I, I sent you that picture of the Lana Del Rey record, right? Forty mm-hmm. bucks, forty dollars for, for a, double, a de- album. double album. But sh- it's probably based on you. You know, vinyl's expensive to put out if you're doing it in low volume, right? right. So it has to do with how much product they think they can sell they they got to look for the sweet spot there's people who crunch the numbers right and they figure out where the sweet spot is how many can we sell in it how at what price right yeah right well gone are the days of the uh for for most artists of the multi-platinum sales on physical albums Mm -hmm. so it's it's you know it's all about downloads and streaming and all that uh all that kid stuff yeah, technology. Son of a gun. Well, anyways, hey, we've got an action-packed show tonight, guys. We've got uh, a little mail call for you. we got what's in Jim's fridge. Uh, we've got uh, uh, what floats your boat from one of our I was going to say, do we have a, I love that float oh. your boat. Yeah. I love that. Frank, Frankie Q from uh, uh, East Vale is going to give us a little bit of information on something he's uh, listening to right now. And then I'm really excited because not only are we going to listen to the soundtrack that Jim picked, which is rock and roll high school, and um, the, the the whole thing of Jerry's pick is really just <laughs> the anticipation is just unbelievable for me, guys. Well, remember when you first said soundtrack? I was like, well, the only soundtracks I know are Jaws and Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, until I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I guess I guess they almost almost every decent movie has a soundtrack. So. Yeah. Uh yeah, I have me. my I have it my guess. Oh, oh, I have my guess right. Did you see it? I saw it. Oh, it's okay. I had I held it up backwards. You can see right through. Well, it. yeah, I did, but I, I don't think that's right. <laughs> well, I only you would enough, know, right? I didn't, I didn't. I didn't see enough letters. Okay, let's move forward right now and find out what's in Jim's fridge. This week, actually something I picked up when I was working at the record store. When you say picked up. Picked up. Okay. Accidentally left without paying? No. Okay. Okay. I did not get a five-finger discount. <laughs> uh, you know, at that time, they were they were putting out sort of limited edition vinyl on things, and uh, a lot of bands were releasing uh, seven-inch singles on yeah. vinyl and everything. It was kind of a kind of considered an alternative rock right kind of deal one of one of the last records i picked up was uh i don't know if you can see Where that unplugged Very oh. good. 
So this is the uh, original pressing right. of that. I listened to it. I've never actually listened to it. But uh sure looks fantastic on white vinyl. White, oh, that sweet. looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember right watching right most on, of that right on MTV. Um, yeah, I was I was a little bit, you know, for me, trying to figure out if I was into Nirvana or not, you know, because everybody was. I wasn't. So, right. Yeah, they got one song I like. Yeah. Well, they they were uh, they were, you know, definitely a mark on the time. That's for sure. They changed well, the generation. So. Absolutely. Got a. Change the landscape of music. Absolutely did. Yes. All right. Well, that's Nirvana Unplugged. It's so cool. It's got to be in the fridge. I love it. Yeah. And just a little note on that. They were doing some kind of hindsight rewind of, you know, they said Kurt Cobain was adamant about he wanted lilies on the stage. And we know, we all know we bring those to funerals. Right. So just that little connection, folks. I, well, you know, it was, uh, it was a little sad when i found out later I, I thought those things were always kind of recorded like in one set they oh, sat down and did it you find it you find <laughs> out tell me it's like kiss alive and it was all it's done oh, over oh, a couple oh, days and oh, they do I it mean, oh, several yeah, takes edited together if you want to see something funny jerry uh oh. go on uh go on youtube and there is a whole thing of outtakes of uh Gene Simmons screwing up songs. Yeah, forgetting his own lyrics. I remember what, yeah. what song was it? He couldn't get the first uh, part right, didn't come Dom, in. Domino right. or uh, Going Blind. I remember on that 96 thing where the reunion. Oh, he, he screwed that all up, yeah. But they had to start over, yeah. What? But uh, they had they had to restart that several times to get one good take. Yeah, because so. Ace, and, Ace and Peter were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they weren't the weak uh, weak link in the chain. Not at that particular but... time, they weren't. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, I had a mail call as well. Cool. And awesome. uh, I shared it with you off air, but I want to share this with you now for all our listeners. I'm a great big Y&T fan, and yes, uh, we've got a two-DVD documentary set out. Um, goes through the, since night from 1974 to present day. And there's lots of concert footage in there and uh, all kinds of bonus material. But if you're a fan of, of YNT and, and Dave Minichetti, especially, pick awesome. this up. It is just something spectacular. Their their music, to me, is, is just the type of music that has stood the test of time. I can put it on at any given time, and it never gets old to me. That's YNT, and awesome. it's called On With The Show. Great, uh, great LA band. Yeah, and well, I remember, uh, I remember seeing flyers for those guys, but it was never Y and T. It was always yesterday and today. Yesterday and today, they actually they, were um, built. they they actually came out of Oakland and then came down here to get get popular. But they, they these guys are still touring. They're huge in Europe. Wow, and right, uh, so they come here and they play House of Blues or they play a right. small place. They they go, you know, overseas and they're they're just packing them in. Yeah. Yeah, go figure. Love it. Love it. So, anyways, Y&T, on with the show, DVD, check it out. All right, well, this week we've got three bands, just like always. And, mm -hmm. um, Jerry, if you want to go first and share who you have with us, let's go with it. That would be great, Frank. Thank you very much. Uh, this band is called Six Gun out of Seattle, Washington. And listen, folks, out in conspiracy land, there's all kinds of bands called Six Gun. <laughs> 
folks, just go to sixgunmusic.com. You'll find this band. There's a country band called Six Gun, Six Gun 7, Six Gun whatever. Six Gun out of Seattle, Washington, sixgunmusic.com if you want to get this band. Now, we got this. It says Six Gun is what you get when you take an equal parts of Johnny Cash, Johnny Rotten, <laughs> With the dash of Mike Ness. I love it. Uh, uh, at a SoCal circa 04, the rockabilly scene was at a fever pitch. Bands were popping up left and right. Pompadours, etc. Doghouse bases were standard. Six Gun came with a straight-ahead approach and a bit more edge than most. A bit more punk than Greaser, which they kind of are once you hear this song Frank's going to play. Um, they said they, they toured the western third of the U.S. for about a year and a half and built a strong following via MySpace. <laughs> That's what the bio says, MySpace. That's what it says, folks. And, yeah, it's been a while. But then they had some radio play. They played with the Misfits, Violent Femmes, Dead Kennedys, and a ton of other bands. Obviously, those days are gone. We're not in SoCal anymore. Recently, the catalog of music has been revived, and a new roster of supporting members has been recruited to get out the music. And it says new, new S-H-I blank, new stuff. <laughs> Um, the current lineup is Jake Day, founder on guitar and Vox, Chris Passanetti, lead guitar, Mike Easter, bass, backing Vox, Jim Ortega, drums. And what I like about this, folks, for Six Gun out of Seattle, Washington, they throw a shout out to past members. So past members include Mike Perkins, lead guitar, Levi Maines, bass, and Matt Jason on drums. Um, the, the cut Frank's going to play is called Lonely Man. Um, they had a tune uh, or they had an album out uh, called Time for Revolution March of 09 so there's not a lot of um, album stuff speaking of vinyl I may. but you can find them on SoundCloud Prime Music Spotify Facebook Instagram YouTube go to Facebook folks That's the, they, they got a huge bio there they're on YouTube <clears throat> uh, the, the cut Frank's going to play is Lonely Man it just came out like January so right. it's not even a month old, but Six Gun out of Seattle, Washington. And please, folks, sixgunmusic.com to get this band. Yep. And here we go Lonely Man.
All right, there's Six Gun with Lonely Man. I like that, nice. Jerry. Yes, that's that's dirty. That's I like that. Gritty, gritty it's, rock and yeah. roll. Yes, it is. Nothing too complicated. Uh, straight ahead in your face. Yep. Yep. I like it. What'd you think, and Jerry? On, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, reminded me a lot of uh, Social D. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yes. Little little slower, not not as punky as I kind of expected, but right. um, loved it. Yeah. I, I liked I liked that vibe. Yes, I do too. And they're touring. Uh, you know, they got tour February 29th. They're in Tukwila, Washington, T U K W I L A. I hope I didn't slander <laughs> that. Uh, March 12th, they're in Portland. March 13th, they're in Jacksonville, Oregon. So Northwest folks, uh, sixgunmusic.com. You can RSVP for tickets. They're on tour through June. And, and uh, yeah, sixgunmusic.com out of Seattle, Washington. Just groovy stuff. Groovy stuff. Rocking All stuff. Right. Yeah. Got to check them out, people. Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, moving forward, um, I've got a band right out of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Yeah, local. <laughs> local boys. Yes. Nice. And, um, Right off the top, what I want to do is play a little uh, something for you. They sent me. They're uh, going to be playing at the House of Blues. And Ooh. the band is Carver, is what their name is. And uh, check this out, and then we'll talk about them. Hey, guys. We're Carver. We're going to be playing at the end of this month at the House of Blues. We'd like you to come out and join us on the 28th Foundation Room. All right. They're going to be at the Foundation Room at House of Blues in Anaheim. And um, this band was formed about two years ago. Um, they've gone through a lot of changes and they finally got the, the gel, of, yeah. um, the right personnel and their influence. They've got hard rock, funk, blues, pop, uh, Americana country. Their, uh, album transcendence is got a little bit of everything on it. A little something for everybody. And, um, I want you to check it out. Uh, you can see them on, um, reverb nation. There's some videos. I'm sure they're on YouTube. Um, the song we're going to play is Can't Get Enough. Steve Carver's on vocals, Cody Wilson on guitar, G.D. Meyerhofer on bass, and John Acuna on drums. And real quick shout-out, actually it was John's brother that contacted me and said, hey, my brother's playing in this band. You ought to check him out. Awesome. Right off the bat, dude, I, I was just blown away by this first song. It's called Can't Love Get it. Enough. And I'm going to play cool. a little bit. Empty hand and find her in another one Cause I've been loving on you 
Vince Carver with awesome. Can't get enough. Um, Jerry, what are your thoughts? Uh, fat baseline, fat rhythm, good stuff. I like it. I like it. It's 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 unclean. <laughs> I, I like it. I yeah. like that type of you know. It it sounds like the, these cats just plugged in and, and went. Yeah. And and I like that I like that baseline in that especially and great vocals yeah I like that a lot I thought it had yeah. a real good groove to it what about you yes. Jim yes yes uh, great riff I understand why you like it I was trying yep. to kind of kind of trying to peg it when the song first came out I thought like oh it's kind of got like a little bit of a Pearl Jam vibe to it but right. that that funky guitar in there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. It's uh, I, and I was like, no, that's uh, Pearl Jam. No, too simplified. There's there's a lot going on in this team. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Radio Ready. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Radio Ready. That's a song I would expect to if I turn on the radio and hear it on the radio. Yeah. Oh. Yep. It's got a nice clean sound. They recorded it really <laughs> well. Uh, just crisp, yeah. crisp recording. And uh, again, they're going to be at the House of Blues uh, at the end of the month. That's uh, the 28th. Uh, House of Blues Anaheim. And Anaheim. Anaheim. House of yes. Blues Anaheim, folks. Yep. And you, you got to check them out. They, uh, oh. they're, they're growing right now. Their fan base is getting bigger and bigger. You can check them out on Facebook. Uh, check them out on uh, Reverb Nation to see their videos and their music. If you like acoustic music, there's some of that on there. They got a reggae tune that will blow you away. Uh, ah. A little bit of everything, guys. It's just they, they, are, they are a very talented group of guys. And uh, check them out. That's Carver. I like right. it. Then we move forward, and then we have Jim, and um, it's been a while since we've had a power pop female kind of thing go on. So I'm wondering what you have for us. <laughs> You're not wondering. <laughs> Darn it, man! Oh man! <laughs> What a great intro! Thanks, Frank. Yeah, Frank. Frank, we shut him down so hard in earlier episodes, I, I, and I don't blame him. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Today, I was uh, thinking a female-fronted kind of power poppy punk band. I said, "I'm going to have to eat eat, eat some because they're going to be feeding it to me as soon as we no, get rolling song. into this. It's not, it's not really that bad out in no. experience that, folks. It's really not that bad. It's been going on for 40 plus years. That's cool. You know what? I really like I really like this band and yes. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take your grief. Okay? No, none at all. None, none okay. No, no. Very good. So the Choices is my band and I found this gal. Uh, her name's Jenny Wu. I found her on Bandcamp. Right. Uh, she's got some solo stuff. She's got a ton of things that she's done with other bands, uh, collaborations. But this is a this is a band called The Choices. They are, let's see, where's my where's my thing here? Band originated in January 2019 in Paris, which uh, made me a little nervous because whenever <laughs> you think of French rock and roll, oh, uh, yeah, it is not very good, Jim. It is not very good. Well, I'll tell you what, you're going you're gonna to love this, man. Yeah. I think you're going to really like it. So, uh, collaboration between French and Canadian lovers of the Buzzcocks, the Clash, Stooges, Exploding go. Hearts. Uh, they also list the Plimsolls. As, uh, and I love the Plimsolls, man. Yeah. Yep. Um, I hear kind of a Ramones vibe to it. They don't list Ramones as, uh, as particularly a... Uh, 
influence, but uh, I kind of I hear that. Uh, sound mimics the lo-fi, raw energy riffs of 70s pure punk, while the harmonies and lyrics are greatly inspired by stories of love and life. So this is uh, from their first EP, came out in 2019, November of 2019, on Randall Records. Uh, they're touring through Europe right now. Uh, you go on their Facebook page. And their Facebook page is The Choices Punk Rock, at The Choices Punk Rock. All right. You can find them, and uh, it has all their tour dates on there and everything else if you're in Europe and want to go hear some great punk rock music. Uh, so the band is, and I, I, you know what I didn't do was get like a little pronunciation help. Uh-oh. And my French, right. my French sucks. <laughs> so, so here we go. Let's have it. Uh, Jenny Wu, vocals and guitar, Nicholas Faradou on bass, or Ferrado on bass. Ferrado. Gilles Duthelier. Duthelier. I'm butchering this. Duthelier on drums, and Damien Penet on lead guitar. The uh, song is called Owner of My Heart. Let's get away from my French and go ahead and hear it. Here we go with Owner of My Heart. From this band is fantastic. <laughs> it is. You it know what is fantastic. That's nice. Right off the bat, I had pictures of Elizabeth Daly from the movie Valley Girl. I don't know if you guys remember that movie or not, but when yeah. they started playing, yeah, she course. starts bopping around with those pigtails. Yes. yes. This song could have fit in there perfectly. Absolutely. Awesome. Good stuff, Jim. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, find find that tune on YouTube and. Uh, Two minute, two minute song. Well, yeah. Well, of course you, you picked it. Yeah. <laughs> well, comes in comes into a perfect two minutes. Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, folks. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, Love I. It. I was laughing out because when I cued these songs up, I I do a minute, minute forty five seconds each one. 
could have played the whole song. It wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Because, uh, right. We had yeah, another 15 more seconds. seconds were right there, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. yeah. You like that, huh, Jerry? I love that. Yeah. Uh, that's just, that's, that's, I like that. Yeah. yeah she's, a, uh, that's, that's she's great. Got a, that's great. Uh, she's got a great look. She's uh, kind of an oi thing going. She wears jeans and, and braces and Fred Perry shirts. <laughs> and cool skin. I like it. Haircut. Yeah, that's, that's good music. That's just flat out good music. That's great. Yep. Chachi. Yes, very. Next very. thing, all we need to do is figure out how to pronounce the band's names, and then we'll be uh, right. We'll well, be in good you shape. know, it is what it is, hey, folks. I screw them up every time. Yeah, that's it's, Frank's gig. Yeah. yeah. You screw them up when they're English. I do. Right. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not not that difficult. <laughs> Get him, Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get you guys back a little bit. <laughs> no, you're right. No, but Frank does slaughter some names. I do. I do. But that's our kick, folks, and we love it. And we love our I've, no- I've noticed you've stayed away from the Scandinavian bands lately. Oh, I gave up on anything like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> four. Get it. <laughs> They're from where? Yeah. No, we're not playing it. No. Uh-uh. There's S's and V's and X's. Forget uh, it. Nah. It's too many, too many letters, and then some of the letters have two dots over them. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> too many consonants in that name. That's it. What's that two dot mean? Can't they just put a different letter in there yeah. so I know what to say? <laughs> uh, I, I mess those up every time. Uh, hey, well, <laughs> move, moving forward, um, this episode... Um, we have what floats my boat from listener Frankie Q. He's one of our uh, regular listeners, always giving us uh, comments. Yeah, always, always. Uh, Frank's on it. Yes, yeah. and, and you know what? What I what I love most about him is he's honest. You know, he straight uh, up. He Frank doesn't Q like something. Awesome. He lets us know. He likes it. He lets us know. No hard Does. feelings. It, it's it's good, honest criticism, and I couldn't love more for it because it really helps us along the way. Same here. It does. But anyways, let's check out what floats my boat from Frankie Q. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? Um, listen, I'm here for the JFJ Conspiracy. They, uh, ha- I have the privilege of uh, having them invited me to uh, so they can see what floats my boat. Okay, and um, I really appreciate the guys. I appreciate the fact that they introduce uh, new bands to us. And as a matter of fact, I've become a fan of a couple of their bands. They even purchased a little bit of their music. Anyways, one of the albums that has always floated my belt is this one right here. The Jay Giles band, Bloodshot. Bloodshot, the original, came out in 1973. And the original copies had were in red vinyl. And this was the first colored vinyl album I ever bought, so I was all crazy about it. But anyways, the Jay Giles band, Bloodshot, like I said, they came out in the 60s and... This album came out in 1973. Uh, Jay Giles himself is the leader, and he is the guitarist on the band. Um, Peter Wolf plays vocals. Seth Justman is the keyboard. Stephen uh, Blad is the percussion. Daniel Klein is bass, bass. And Magic Dick is uh, harmonica. The Jay Giles band were able to uh, mix the harmonica in with their music and play. The harmonica was played loud, and it was played hard. Okay, um... Peter Wolf, you would think he is the leader of the band because when you see him in concert, he just literally takes over. Very energetic shows. The ultimate showman. Um, he used to open up, Jay Giles used to open up for uh, the Rolling Stones in the early 70s sometime. And um, they opened up a, a set of, their, of the East Coast trip, I believe it was. 
And uh, Mick Jagger um, said, "Hey, man, we can't have these guys in front of us. They're just, they're just, they're kicking butt and taking all the energy out of the crowd, crowd." But anyways, when the Rolling Stones came on, of course, the people went crazy afterwards. But anyways, they mix a lot of blues uh, with the rock and roll. They have a lot of soul. Um, and the harmonic, like I said, just, you know, always there. Uh, Peter Wolf, fantastic artist, one of my favorite artists. I even like him solo. Uh, he has great, uh, great work. Anyways, when you guys, um, if you get a chance to it, you know, listen to this album. The Jay Giles Band, Bloodshot, very good album, very solid rock and roll. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Thank you to the JFJ Conspiracy for allowing me to, uh, Tell you guys what floats my boat. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Uh, you freaking awesome. Yeah, great, great pick. Yeah. Well, I just want you guys to notice when you watch the video, look over his shoulder. He's got a little picture. I don't know if it's a CD or an actual picture in a frame, but there's Bruce freaking Springsteen on his shelf. And, and he is a champion for Bruce Springsteen. I was surprised. Not, not shocking. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't pick a Bruce album, you know. But anyways, Frank, thank you so much. We, we greatly appreciate your uh, input. Thank you, Frank. Yes. Yep. Well, moving forward, guys, you know, this is a little thing I thought, hey, let's do – soundtracks let's each pick a soundtrack and um after getting jim's pick and trying to edit all the music for this album it was a little bit more daunting than i expected it to be because <laughs> uh, i'll get into it in a second but one of the song one of the you know tracks is 11 minutes long it's got four different songs a live uh yeah, it's a, it's a medley yeah, yeah. Yep. So don't be too disappointed when you hear 10 seconds of something and 20 of another, because I had to kind of fit it in. But uh, go ahead, Jim, tell us about your uh, your album, Classic Rock Pick. Yeah, so the uh, movie is set in 1980. I guess it came out in 79, mm -hmm. actually, right. um, at Vince Lombardi High School. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's, a kooky, it's a kooky movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, say the least. Uh, it's it kind, of, kind of a B movie, I guess you'd call it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a cult classic. But uh, featured the Ramones in there as the as the great rock and roll band. Um, and uh, rock it takes place at Vince Lombardi High School. That's the rock and roll high school tie-in. There's of course some a tyrannical uh, principal who's trying to put the kibosh on. Riff, Riff Randall and her friends uh, attending uh, attending a Ramones concert, right? And uh, great uh, great cameo by the real Don Steele in that Don movie. Steel. Wow. Yep. Um, real Don Steele. K10Q. <laughs> uh, so here's an inter interesting little fun fact. Um I had heard this. I don't know if it's true or not, but it is on the Wikipedia thing. Uh, they originally approached Cheap Trick. Yeah. It was kind of written as a vehicle for them. And they turned it down. And I think the Ramones was like their second pick. And that's how they ended up doing it. But it's uh, sort of a wide range of songs. I was listening to it again. And uh, most of the songs have some sort of a high school or school kind of theme to it. Um. But uh, we'll, we'll, let's go through it. Let's, uh, All right. Well, let's check out side one. 
and um, we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, sit tight, grab your popcorn, and uh, get ready for side one of Rock and Roll High School. <laughs> All right, well, there is side one of the Ramones Rock and Roll High School. It started off with Rock and Roll High School, went to I Want You Around, Come On, Let's Go, and then the Ramones medley, of course, uh, which you got a, a taste of, Blitzkrieg Bop. Teenage Lobotomy, California Sun, Pinhead, She's the One. And then Nick Lowe came in with So It Goes. And if you're on our Facebook page, you know that was Jim's pick of the day. And Saw then it. Um, <coughs> it ended up with Energy oh. Fools Magician, which was a, um, um <coughs> instrumental piece. And, and it's been so long since I saw the movie, I don't remember where that was at. Maybe um, if you actually, anybody can fill me in on that, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I, literally, I don't think I've seen I, it. I, I don't recall. Yeah. I, I put, is this some type of techno experiment? But then, <laughs> but then I realized, I, I, I'll bet you folks, if you're watching the movie, that, that comes in somewhere during a scene where it might fit that scene. Mm, yeah. But hearing it on a soundtrack, it's like, oh, I did. When I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. Huh? What, you're right. what happened to the energy, right? Yeah, well, strangely, it's, just, it's called "Energy Fools the Magician." <laughs> right, yeah. fools the magician. Yeah, yeah it fooled all of us that time. Yeah, fooled all of it's us. Magician or musician? Yeah, yeah. magician. <laughs> energy, energy fooled the conspiracy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's jump forward to side two, which sure, oddly energy. has no music from the Ramones whatsoever, but probably my favorite version of Rock and Roll High School of all time. And uh, let's give it a listen. <laughs> All right, that's side two of Rock and Roll High School. Now, Jim, what made you pick that album? Uh, great rock and roll movie, I think. It's just a lot of fun, and I love the Ramones. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that was it. And and uh, great songs on it. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. Now, let me ask you guys. Uh, so It Goes by Nick Lowe. Any uh, hint of Thin Lizzy to you guys? Absolutely, at the beginning. Okay. Absolutely, at the beginning. Then it changed a little bit. And then, yeah. as I watched the video that Jim's pick on Facebook, I watched the video. Is that the? Is that the? It's a different. It's a different version. Yeah. Is that the beginnings of Rock Pile? Yes. Same. Same cats from Rock Pile. That's what I thought when I saw the video. I go, "That's Rock Pile." Right. Yeah, and I don't remember what the deal was. There was some weird thing with their. Um, their record label. So when they released songs over here, they had to be released as Rock Pile, not Nick Lowe, or right. I don't remember what it was. But I did think Thin Lizzy. Somewhere did. Yeah. I didn't think Thin Lizzy. You didn't get that. Just the beginning, like the first ten seconds. To me, that's Thin Lizzy. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You have a favorite song on there, Jerry? Of that? Uh, uh, the whole soundtrack. Uh, yeah, I put yeah with exclamation points by the Chuck Berry song "School Days." Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just. Good that, must, that must have been that must have been metal back in the late fifties. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> no, but even you hear it now, you're like, wow, right? That's smoking. So I really like smoking in the boys' room, the original version, Brownsville Station from yep. Brownsville Station. Uh, and and for you kids out there in conspiracy land that don't know, Motley Crue didn't originate that song. This is where it came from, <laughs> Brownsville Station, folks. For all you, I had it on forty five. Yep. Yeah, it was it yep. was a on the radio constantly when, we were, yep. when it came out. It was a hit song. I yep. don't know where it was on the charts, but uh, 
My favorite. Uh, shoot, song. you couldn't get away from it. No, no, no. Early seventies, right, guys? I'm thinking. I'm trying to think what grade I was in when I heard that. Uh, can't even remember. Maybe, here's uh, a here's a weird thought. I was thinking about this today because I remember seeing. You guys remember that show Wonderama? Oh yeah, ah. Chuck McAllister. Yeah, I Bill, remember seeing Bill, Bill McAllister, Bill yeah. Bob McAllister, Bob, 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 Bob McAllister. Yeah, Chuck. we'll get it eventually. Hands on <laughs> hips, hands on hips. There you go. Touch your toes with your fingertips. I can remember Brownsville Station <laughs> on Wonderama. They did a couple what? songs. One of them they did was "Schools" at, or uh, "Smoking in the Boys' oh, Room." Right. Wow. Because it was a huge hit at the time, right? And I'm I'm thinking now like. How, how can you go on a show for kids and do smoking yeah. in the boys' right. room, right? Basically promoting like smoking out in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah. Wonderama had had top notch. Uh, I swear, always had bands on there. I'm not. Oh, sure. I had great bands. My brain's telling me right now that Michael Jackson was even on Wonderama. Uh, like I would around, doubt it. Around yeah. then, around then, could have been. I'm almost. I'm almost sure of it. That was I watch that show every Sunday morning. Folks, three three hours family. of television. Wonderama. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, back then. Yeah, but see, Frank and no. Jim back then, what was there? Five channels, eight channels, yeah. six channels, <laughs> maybe. Like no, dang yeah. right, three hours would work. <laughs> I watched that show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. I'll smoke it in the boys' room on a kids' show. That's I love great. it, man. <laughs> Good point. You, <laughs> you won't get away with that now. No, no way. <laughs> oh no, no, no. You have a favorite song on this uh, soundtrack, Jim? Uh, well, I love the Ramones medley. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's next to that would be "I Want You Around." There you go. I the, like that too. The only thing about the medley that, you know, my, my only dig on it, it was completely live and it was very thin sounding, you know. Um, I liked it. I thought they were very tight. Well, they're tight, but it's yeah. thin. It's just, you can tell it's a lot. It was just live. It, there's not a bit, lot of production to it. No fillers, as no. Leo would say. No what, fillers. Um, what I thought was most interesting about this is right off the bat when I started listening to the soundtrack, I had forgotten what an influence the Beach Boys were on the Ramones. Oh yeah, they yeah, that first tune, rock, yeah. Uh, they just love the Beach Boys, and it's just a strange mix, you know that 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 band would love the Beach Boys when you look just by appearance alone. You had these misfits with these uh, goofy haircuts leather, and leather jeans, jackets. Boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they actually covered "Do You Want to Dance" mm-hmm. in, uh, yeah. in the movie. Exactly. Anyways, well, that is Rock and Roll High School by the Ramones, a soundtrack. Soundtrack. Now, should we do least least favorite song on there? Do you want to? Are we all going to pick the same one? I don't know. I think think, uh, Energy Fools the Magician is pretty much uh, on top of the list there. Okay. Uh, Yeah, well, I put um, that. I just put Techno Experiment. (laughs) <laughs> that that's its own separate yeah. no category but for the song i just wrote nope right. next to was come on let's go by the paley brothers and the ramones the ramones should have done it i like richie awesome. ballads better than that version that's oh, i like just that, that, I like just that a, version i did that's too a quick fla- that's a quick flash remake yeah that's like oh it's like the whatever band that did back in the day redid cashmere it's like oh <laughs> uh, i heard i heard this version <laughs> Of uh, come on, let's go before I heard Richie Ballant's version. Wow. Oh, maybe that's the thing then. Yeah. Maybe that's, the, yeah. Yeah. I, and I do want to touch on uh, PJ Souls on Rock and Roll High School, her version of it. You you couldn't have a teenage movie 
in the late seventies, early eighties without her in it. She was in just about everything from stripes. Really? Oh yeah. She I gotta was look in, her up. Yeah, look her up. She was in yeah. everything. And wow. I, I just it always plays the goofy one in in Right. Perfectly fit for this movie. Really? Okay. Yeah. So anyways, I want to talk about Jerry's pick for episode <laughs> thirty four. Now, what we've done is it's not my pick, is it? Oh yes. So Jim and I have already written down what no, we it goes think. JFJ. It's Jim Frank Jerry. Yeah, well, I think it's your turn. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Yep. But we've already written down what we think you're gonna pick. And as you say it, we'll show our pick and uh let's hear what you have to say. Hang on, I'm trying to get a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys ready? Glad we don't pay by the minute. Yeah. This is this is my pick. Fast times oh. to high. Okay, I would have went with Paul McCartney. Give my regards to Broad Street. <laughs> I love Tom, it. Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, I, uh, I knew I, it. I knew you guys wouldn't get it. Well, I had actually pulled that one out, and I think. Uh, you know, Last times at Ridgemont High, Billy yeah. Squires with these. You thought about that one, right, Frank? Yes, you I did. It. That was it's... on the cusp, and good pick. That's yeah, got my a lot favorite of tune off there. of that is by Jimmy Buffett, and I'm almost positive it's before he did Margaritaville. I'll Could have be. to check that. Maybe not, but it's got some great tunes on it. And Lots to me, I mean, you guys are more expertise in this, but to me, uh, all the tunes on that, or most of them, are ones you I haven't seen anywhere else. Well, now yeah. maybe that artist has them on a special side of their album, but I, I, you know, if you look at those songs on their own, you know, that, it, I, I just love that. Yeah, that came soundtrack. around a time when when artists oh. were doing that. They were writing songs, or they had leftovers or whatever, just for a soundtrack. They were commissioned yes. to to put a song on there. That might be why then, because yeah. some some of these tunes I've heard, I was like, man, I, I never heard that on the radio. I mean, you know, yeah, Don Henley's got one on there, I think, and uh, yep. There's, there's quite a few Love rules. That, oh, there's oh Jimmy Buffett, Go Go's, yeah, uh, yeah, Jackson well, Brown. Cool. Yeah, I've, I've got that soundtrack, so that helps me. Yeah, out so as do far I. As... And it, it just it took me a couple days when you first brought up soundtrack, Frank and Jim. I was like, soundtrack. All I got is Jaws and Star Wars. <laughs> but it, like I said, it took me a couple days to start thinking about. It. I go, wait a minute. I think I have Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm -hmm. and, and that's. It's a great revisit too. We ought, we ought to have great some pizza, pizza next week, and um, let's go, let's go, <laughs> and yeah. uh, maybe we can get Spicoli to join us there. <laughs> Dude, you know what that is? That's my skull. <laughs> right, so wasted, yep. so wasted. As uh, soon as yeah. I pass, as soon as I pass your class, Mister Hands. There you go. <laughs> what do you think about that pick, Jim? You think? Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at the song lineup. I yeah. look at it, hi man. Look, at I think it. somebody's baby still gets played all the time. Oh, I love that. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved uh, my favorite actual song in the movie was uh, the Oingo Boingo tune they play at the end. Goodbye, yeah. goodbye, goodbye, mm -hmm. goodbye. Sammy Hagar. Yeah. For me, it's the Billy Squire tune. That was that was one of yep. my favorite favorite songs. Good horns too. Yep. I thought the Sammy Hagar tune was kind of a throwaway. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it has the title in the tune, so that's why. Yeah, we don't want that song, Sammy, but it's called "Fast Times at Ridgemont." Oh, okay, we'll yeah. include it. Well, I'll, I'll do it later, and I'll <laughs> I call love the it Jimmy "Can't Buffett Drive 55. Yeah. 
I'm not a, okay. A... Well, <laughs> solid, solid pick from the time. Yeah, uh, looks like a double record. Nineteen tunes on there. It's all right. We'll zip it through it. Yeah. Just do a little bit shorter. Uh... Yeah, but it's. Yeah, I think I think we said single album. But, well, Jerry you know. doesn't ever pay attention. He doesn't follow I know. the rules. Well, <laughs> he, I thought for whatever thought, reason he never gets the memo. No, nope. here's what happens. <laughs> here's what happens in conspiracy land, folks. These two double up, and it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> I, I thought I thought the thing was soundtracks, and it is. Okay, now if you want to go double album, pick Exile on Main Street. <laughs> that took me that took me five hours to listen to one hour and eleven minutes. I think. Yeah, but I think some of those sides only had three songs on them. So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you get the hint right, right. away. Good on point. That stuff. Yeah. Good point. Good point. No, I, I just thought it was soundtrack. I didn't know it was soundtrack single album. Uh, That's all right. Yeah. And what's funny, guys? Well, I, I don't believe I had this on an LP. Mm-hmm. Uh, my distinct memory of it is is CD. So it's all yeah. one side, obviously, folks. Yeah. And I have it right now on you know digital. And uh, yeah, sorry, Jim. I'll have to look up the time on that. I didn't know that was a no, double no album. Is it really a double album? Is it really, Jim? It's 19 songs. Got yeah. it. Had to be. Yeah, song. but you know, a lot of soundtracks were double albums, though. Yeah, oh, okay. Mo- most soundtracks I don't are. Feel so bad then. Okay. Or they come out with an album later. More music from this movie. More, you know. Right. Boogie yeah. Nights was that way. I thought I had it all, and then oh, more Boogie Nights. What the right. heck? <laughs> so. <laughs> well, all right, guys. That's uh. We got a whole lot done there in this last hour. Yes, and uh, and I and I knew you guys wouldn't get it. I just thought, you know what? It took I already have it, and it took me two or three days. <laughs> I, I, I was I was thinking uh, I was thinking Beatles, so I, I was kind of going along the line of Magical Mystery Tour or yeah, something. Yeah. Like that. yeah, I don't. Uh, that's funny, guys. When you first brought up soundtracks, I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> And then the more I ponder it, yeah, it's there's stuff out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Just watched Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory last night. Well, I I wonder. I bet that's got a soundtrack. That does. But Oompa Loompa, you know how many four different versions? I listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, Trick or Treat uh, with with all the Fastway songs on it. I was thinking uh, Shocker with uh, Kiss. They're on there. Uh, there's a couple, couple bands on that Shocker soundtrack. Quite a few. Megadeth. Like, uh, I haven't seen those movies, guys, so that's why I don't. Oh. You know. yeah, check them out. Yeah. You, you'd like Trick or Treat. Ozzy's in there. Gene Simmons is in there. And then wow. a lot of music from Fastway. That, uh, wow. Yeah, I have Fastway 1 yeah. and 2. Okay. Yeah. Gene Simmons plays like a cross-dresser or something. Oh, no. In this one, he is a, he's a DJ, I think. Oh yeah, he's a he's a cross dresser in Runaway, Year of Living Selleck? Dangerously, or something oh, like nah, that. Yeah, it was a Runaway. No, nah, Runaway was a oh, evil that's right. Genius. No, he was an evil genius, right? Yeah. Right. Doctor, so, yeah. so it's a good thing he got out of the movie business. Yeah. yeah. Stargrove. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Stargrove. Stargrove. He was the cross dresser. Is that what it was? I'm, uh, I I can I can picture a scene. Yeah. I don't Stargrove, know. with the. Uh, who played Blackie on General Hospital before he's famous? Well, John, John Stamos. Stamos. He's in yeah. that. You got Isn't me. Isn't Stargrove all about John Stamos? I don't. I've never saw that. I'm telling oh. you guys, my mar- I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, but this is vivid. You remember Bob <laughs> McAllister? Stargrove, <laughs> John Stamos. Gene <laughs> oh, well, Simmons was a cross. I, I, I saw. I saw. I think Gene's first movie was Runaway. I saw that, and that was, uh, that was a pretty good me. movie. Check checked out on Gene's movie career. After yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I just thought the premise of it was a good movie. 
I, I didn't really go watch it because it was Gene Simmons. I watched it. It was a decent premise, but Did yeah. That, is that the one with Tom Selleck? Yes. Yeah. And that little robots that crawl on right. the ground and little spiders eject you, yeah. you with some evil acid or you know. they, move, they move so slow you would have no problem getting away. Well, from these right. days, guys, <laughs> I saw that when I saw that back then, I go, man, that's heavy. That's heavy. <laughs> you know, of course, what was that early? Let's see. When did the makeup come off? Mid eighties or something. Early eighties, mid eighties, yeah. Well, I'm I'm still traumatized from seeing the uh, strings on "Kiss Me's the Phantom of the Park" when uh, the Talisman. Uh, you're, bra- you're breaking my heart right yeah. now, Frank. Uh, <laughs> I need therapy behind that. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Let's take this yeah. thing home. You got anything else for us, Jerry? Uh, no, folks out in the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast land, just keep rocking and. Uh, I got the movie title wrong. I know Gene Simmons was the cross-dresser. I know John Stamos was in it. I think the name was Stargrove, but that's not the name of the movie, uh, folks. So something about dangerous, to, live and die in L.A. or something I'm, like that? I'm going to go to the Internet Movie Database and look that up, folks. Check no, that, that was the one with, uh, yeah, live and die in L.A. I don't know. It's a good song by Wang Chung, too. Real quickly, uh, next episode on What Floats Your Boat, our friend Jeff has already given me a video. That cool. is over five minutes long. What? I On one album? I'm not going to divulge no, float your anything. You will be entertained, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. I watched cool. it two or three times. I laughed so hard. And he was he was worried that all oh, you might you cut out what you want to cut out. I'm it's going the whole way. The whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Wow. And also, I already have a band lined up for the next episode that I guarantee you guys will be th- just thrown for a loop. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, don't don't look at Frank. Don't look at Frank. But <laughs> can, do you think he can really throw us for a loop? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's Frank. I, mean, I guarantee. He's me for a loop actually once or twice. He's yeah, that was that was tenth grade. Yeah, a little curve, little curveball. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't remember tenth grade. I tried to block that out of my. <laughs> oh, I hung out with Masaki. Work. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Masaki, that's our buddy Socks. from high school, Sakamundo. Anyways, all right, Jim, why don't you take us on home? I think the shop is closed. Good night, people. Keep rocking, (laughs) folks. Love you. I'm sorry. Honestly, though. Honestly, though. Yes. How was he? (laughs) Short in Italian. (laughs) That's messed up, man.